Hello, and welcome to the Badger Talks podcast, the podcast that shares interviews with experts from the University of Wisconsin-Madison community about their work, research, and a little bit about what they're like as people, too. I'm your host, Buzz Kemper. Today, we're talking about a unique alliance between the UW-Madison and the village of Wanakee, and I'm happy to have as my guests Kylie West, Executive Assistant for the village of Wanakee, and Gavin Luter, Managing Director at Universe City Alliance, to talk about the upcoming Ho-Chunk Traveling Museum Project. Kylie and Gavin, thank you so much for being here and talking about this. Uh, You've got a partnership between Wanakee and University Alliance. And I want to I want to spell that because it's not what you think. It's it's U-N-I-V-E-R capital C-I-T-Y. Correct? That's right. That's yeah. right. And just to be clear, it is the village of Wanakee. The village of Wanakee. Not the city of Wanakee. I don't want either the village or the city to come after me <laughs> and uh, yell at me for getting that wrong. That is terrific. Welcome to both of you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Can you tell me first of of all, and either one of you can start, but before we get into the the Ho-Chunk uh, Traveling Exhibit Project, I want to just talk about how the partnership between the two of you started. And may, actually, maybe, Gavin, let's start with you, because what is University Alliance, and how do you say it? I say it as University Alliance. Great. I just okay. put the emphasis on city. Okay, terrific. But of course, people think, does that mean you only work with cities? Well, of course not. We, only, we also work with villages. Villages! And yes. towns. <laughs> and counties as well. So are you going to change your name now to Univer Village? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I think Jerry Deshane at the League of Wisconsin Municipalities is like, well, I I guess Univer City, County, you know, Village doesn't sound as sexy, maybe, as Univer City. And Univer Local Government also doesn't really sound nice. So we just stuck with Univer City, and then we tell other people we work with all local governments. So, yeah, Univer City Alliance. So to answer your question, the Univer City Alliance is essentially a network of people on campus at Mm UW-Madison who feel like cities, counties, towns, and villages uh, probably could be benefiting from leveraging the resources and expertise and knowledge that we have on campus. And it's also a growing course of people who are concerned about how cities, counties, towns, and villages just don't always have the capacity and bandwidth to deal with what they need, especially as they grow and expand and deal with different challenges, mm-hmm. whether it's climate change or you know inclusiveness and welcoming. How do you create a welcoming community? Or um, we want to do a new project and we need some help on that. So we know that these communities as they grow they experience challenges and uh, we have a lot of people on campus who are interested in making their stuff uh, relevant to the real world and so we wanted to create a network of people who care about these issues and we created the university alliance so we have representation from almost all schools and colleges Mm -hmm. um, we created the university program and that essentially is a mechanism where any local government across the state of Wisconsin can basically apply and say, hey, we want some assistance from UW-Madison. We want a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea being that UW-Madison, where do you enter UW-Madison? How do you start a partnership with UW-Madison? It's kind of complicated. Yeah, Hard to know where to knock on the door. Right. So we are trying to be the front door for local governments uh, to tap into the resources, knowledge, uh, expertise, and just kind of excitement that I mm-hmm. think that the university has to offer and make sure that the partnership can be successful. So that's who we are and that's what we do. 
Terrific. Yeah, no, that, and that's very, that's very clarifying because, yeah, it makes sense because a lot of people think that, you know, I, I want to do something um, with the, the university, but, you know, they see the university as just this, this bureaucratic Mount Everest, you exactly. know, like, and, and so which committee do I talk to? And maybe they should form a committee to tell me what committee I should talk to. And right. So you are the front door. People can come to you and say, I want to do X. I want to create a partnership with the university, and then you guys magically make it happen. Yeah, Although I we, imagine it's not magic. It's not exactly yeah. magic. <laughs> it is a structured two to three year engagement that we have with a community partner. Usually they want something really concrete from yeah, this. You know, right. we have data we want analyzed. We want best practice reports. Can you give us a plan for a community? You know, give us some site designs. Yeah. Um, so usually there are very concrete things that they want and need from the partnership. And so we create a two to three year engagement that allows them to say what they need. We ask questions to clarify. We get them to the right people. We make sure that the deliverables are created. We hand over those deliverables and then say, hey, is there anything else that you need? And we are here to talk about Wanaki, who said, yes, there actually is more stuff that we need. Kylie, that brings us to you. So they are the front door and you apparently uh, rang the doorbell. And uh, so wh how, what brought the village of Wanakee to University Alliance and, uh, and how did the partnership begin and what was the motivation? Yeah, so I work with our village administrator, Todd Schmidt, and Todd has a real passion for creating connections in our community and really focusing on what our community is about, where it came from, and how it started. Um, so the Ho-Chunk Project, uh, he connected with Gavin in University. I'm sure he learned about it through one of the many um, things that he attended. Mm -hmm. And we ended up doing eight, I think, different projects with the University year. One of those was really focused on the Ho-Chunk Nation and their origins in Wanakee and how we can incorporate that now and how we can teach our community about that right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been a really awesome project to work on. We've learned things that we never would have learned. Our high school has since taken away the mascot that was the Indian shooting a bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. um, we have a land acknowledgement that's up in our village and on every village um, every village board agenda. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a lot of fun seeing those things come to life. And over the course of that two-year partnership, we have done a number of things that not only showcase what the Ho-Chunk Nation means to the village of Wanakee, but also why it's important to share that information now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think as we, um, you know, it's kind of fun to engage in a little bit of reflection on our partnership, because I think as we've reflected on our partnership, um, things that I've heard Kylie and Todd talk about is you know, during the summer of, of 2020, it was a really rough summer for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people kind of woke up and realized, wow, we we need to understand, is our community a welcoming place? We don't really understand the history of our community. Why is mm -hmm. our community the way that it is? It, it is not known as the most diverse place in the world. Hmm. Um, and so I think Todd and Kylie came to me and said, like, we don't want that to be a reputation. We right. want to be a welcoming place to mm -hmm. live. Mm -hmm. We do have some things that make us um, unique and we do think we have diversity among us, but we also have a lot to learn and we want to demystify like where we've come from. We don't know where exactly we came from. We want to make sure that we are welcoming and they had already to their credit already been talking about things like housing policy. Is our housing policy the most um, welcoming that it could be to have all different kinds of uh, housing units. They were engaging in a housing mm -hmm. study with 
the extension office here in Dane County. Um, so they already started on that journey and they said, hey, could University help us figure out how to make our community more welcoming? Um, how might we explore the roots of where we came from, who was here before us? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think to their credit, they came with a very clear list of, can we do an equity audit for ordinances? Can we do an equity audit for hiring and making sure that we're hiring the right people? Um, can we demystify like the kind of neural diversity that we have? And we feel like, you know, mental health is something that a lot of people struggle with, uh, mental health crises. How do we kind of normalize that and make sure people mm -hmm. are okay with it? Um, how do we understand our roots with the Ho-Chunk Nation as the people that were here before us? Mm -hmm. We know a lot of people come from the, uh, Wanakee to go to the University of Wisconsin. So there are a lot of connections. Actually, Todd Schmidt's wife works at the University of Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Okay. And so does our village. Our village president is actually um, Kristen Runge at the extension. extension so, okay. yeah. So like, and but I think that even speaks to even though Todd knows somebody intimately, his wife it works mm -hmm. at the University of Wisconsin. I still think it speaks to how difficult it is to figure out how a partnership works. Do you ever seek out partnerships or are, is it people coming to you exclusively? Well, the way that Todd Schmidt knew about our partnership is because uh, we have been at meetings with local government officials and I kind of kept bugging him. <laughs> uh. I was like, hey, Todd, do you want to work with us? Do you want to work with us? Yeah. Um, and Todd was like, well, it's got to be the right set of projects. And then after the you know, the 2020 events happen, mm -hmm. he said, I think there's, there's a time now. Okay. okay. So it's not like we just sit back and say, okay, we're open and just wait for yeah, people to come to us. Yeah, hang shingle out and wait for people to knock. You brought up the land acknowledgements and I, it just so happens I do the, um, the welcoming announcements for programs by Madison Ballet and the Wisconsin Chamber Orchestra. So I'm the guy who says, Welcome and please turn off your cell phone. That's and, how and I knew your add, voice. <laughs> they, yeah, right. But they have fairly recently added these land acknowledgments, and uh, so there's there is obviously an increased awareness of the history of this land and the people who came before us, the the native population. So what got the idea of the Ho Chunk traveling? What does it call it? The Ho Chunk traveling exhibit. Traveling Museum. Exhibit, Traveling yes. Museum. Thank you. What was the uh, the impetus for that? So throughout our time working with University and the different things we've done, we did a lot of things to acknowledge the mm -hmm. Ho Chunk Nation. Right. We have a land acknowledgement. We've added um, the Great Seal of the Nation to our only Wanakee in the world welcome signs at the four oh, entrances okay. to the villages. Um, we have done. They kicked off their dugout canoe journey at Six Mile Creek because it's the start of the chain of lakes um, to kind of really signify that friendship. Mm. Um, but we hadn't really done anything tangible to help the Ho-Chunk Nation that they could use after our partnership. We had done a lot of things to acknowledge that they were there, that they belonged there, that this was their land, but we hadn't given so much back that they could continue to use. Mm -hmm. So the idea behind the exhibit was to not only raise awareness in our community, because the hope is that we will kick this off at our Wanakee Public Library this uh, fall in November for the start of Native American Heritage Month. Okay. And then from there, it'll travel to different libraries throughout the system in Dane County um, after that to mm -hmm. kind of share that. And then when we're done, that exhibit will then be 
given to the Ho-Chunk Nation. Josie Lee is the director of the Ho-Chunk Nation Museum and Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. So we'll gift this to them when it's finished being on display around Dane County. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be able to have something tangible that they can loan out to other places outside of the county, continue to learn, continue to share um, that information with other people. And that was really important for us to be able to give something back, not just a gift because we've done gifting ceremonies and made things that they might be able to put on display for themselves, but not that they can continue to educate others with. What do people have to look forward to? People who want to go to the the public library and see this traveling museum, what can they look forward to to seeing? How will this look and what kind of uh, objects and and stories or uh, what can people expect? So we're still in the planning phases, but the the hope is that it's going to be a combination of things. Um, Some text where people can read about the topics that we choose to have. We're we're working with Josie to kind of really get what topics they want shared because mm-hmm. we can continue to share the same things over and over, but that might not be what they want shared right. and that, that, that the nation wants shared. Um, so we're hoping to have it, it be text, some tangible items. Like We'll get some replicas created, hopefully by uh, Native Ho-Chunk Nation artists. Mm. Um, and we're also looking at maybe some things that reach to the younger generation, such as a, a kit that could be loaned out at the library that has arts and crafts or kids' books or things that also relate to the chosen topic so that it really can touch all generations mm-hmm. and maybe be utilized for programming at those libraries as well. Okay. And will this... Traveling museum, will it be, like how geographically specific will it be? Is this going to relate specifically to, to the the Ho-Chunk peoples of this area, the Wanakee area, or is it going to have uh, more of a general relationship to the entire state? Uh, how, how, how will that work, if, if that's even answerable? Yeah, I know. I know that we would like to have Wanakee kind of included within that, but we want it to be a broader um, kind of geographical area of the state, so that it isn't just you know the people up north might be like, why do we want to talk about Wanakee? Um, we want to make sure that it is usable outside of just this small area right. and make as big of an impact as it can. You know, I think we are still in the ideation phase, and I think that's something that I want the listeners to really hear and take this in is that it's one thing to have a group of people and say, this is what we think that the Ho-Chunk is important to tell about the Ho-Chunk story. It's another thing to be working in partnership Mm -hmm. with the Ho-Chunk Nation. And you know what? Yeah, it takes a little bit longer. It takes more patience. Right. And I think sometimes it doesn't always operate on the timeline that, you know, we, we have. I mean, I think we're so obsessed with like, let's finish the project and we have a grant timeline and all this kind of stuff. It's like if we really want to focus on telling the story in the right way, we got to make sure that we're doing it on the right timeline that works for the nation. So I think this process of negotiation, when we we had our first meeting, I know it it was actually a really revealing meeting because some of the things that came up were like, you know, like the Ho-Chunk Nation really wants to set the record straight on some things, you know? And that might be a really uncomfortable conversation for some people to be engaged in in a traveling exhibit. Mm -hmm. So how do you tell the story of like, I know we like to think that the genocide is over. (laughs) Yeah, right. But actually to us, sometimes it feels like the genocide is ongoing. Mm -hmm. That's not the easiest thing to just put in a panel and say, hey, local government, do you want to tell the story that might actually make your residents feel a little uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I think we're trying to figure out, like how do we tell that story in the right way? 
And so I think a question for Wanaki and, you know, and, and the Ho-Chunk Nation is, do we actually want to have actual stuff that travels around, like actual artifacts right. um, from the Ho-Chunk Nation, maybe their museum, something they already have. And if we want to do that, what will that look like? Mm-hmm. How would it be displayed? How could it easily be transported to places? We don't want it to be like the most sacred thing in the world that might get broken <laughs> as, yeah. you know, in transit. Yeah. Um, so I think there are all these things that when you think about doing a traveling museum, you start to go, oh yeah, we need to think about that. Oh yeah, yeah. we need to think about that. Oh, and there's the content and telling the story the right way. And yeah. there's the, you know, all this stuff. So um, this is a delicate process and it takes time, yeah. um, but we're really grateful that the Ho-Chunk Nation is willing to work with us on this. And, and we are willing to go with them on this journey as well. When we started this partnership, one of the first projects that Wanaki wanted to do was how do we respectfully incorporate the Ho-Chunk Nation into our Wana Boom celebration, which is like a, uh, you know, kind of 4th of July celebration that they had. And they were thinking, you know, we don't just want to be one of these people that invites them to do like, oh, a little dance, cultural dance in the beginning. Right. And then it's like, oh, thank you, Ho-Chunk, for entertaining us. Now yeah. on with the festivities. Yes. You know, they don't want to kind of, uh, you know, kind of rip off culture and, and do this kind of really bad, un- yes. disrespectful. Yes. Perform for us. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Performative. Yeah. yeah come right, and, and make right. us feel good. And let's not think at all about the bad stuff that's happened in the past. Right, right, it's right. Just, yeah. you know. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, you know, that when you said about, uh, you know, the uncomfortable stuff, the uncomfortable conversations, I mean, those those obviously need to happen. And I think that we sometimes fall into the trap of thinking whether it's native populations or, you know, the African-American community. It's easy for a lot of people to think, oh, yeah, I remember back when there were problems, you know, like what <laughs> I remember back when, you know, maybe those people weren't treated very well. And it's like, yeah, it's still happening now. So let's not. Yeah, let's not uh, just just. Yeah, you know, we don't want to gloss over, over that. that. Yeah, exactly. So we exactly. ended up. um you know, getting in touch with some of their legislators, Sarah Lemieux. Um, and we also got in touch with the president at the time, Marlon White Eagle. Um, and we have a wonderful resource on campus of people who know a lot about the Ho-Chunk Nation, certainly a lot more than I know. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my job is to get to the right people. <laughs> I don't have to know everything. Yeah. Um, so there's a woman named Jessie Conaway. Um, who works for the Nelson Institute for Environmental Studies, the Department of Planning and Landscape Architecture. She's done a lot of work with the Ho-Chunk Nation. She was part of the Native Nations Task Force that it started. And we said, you know, Jesse, who do we need to really go to um, to get this right? And she had suggested Bill Quackenbush, the Tribal Historic Preservation Officer, yeah. um, Sarah Lemieux, and Marlon White Eagle. And they said, yeah, we're willing to go with you on this journey as long as you're willing to go a little deeper yeah, right. <laughs> than just including us at your Wannaboom celebration. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and Todd and Kylie and and the whole team in Wanaki, to their credit, were like, yeah, yeah, we're willing to go with you on that journey. We're willing okay. to open that up a little bit more. And that's where they said, you know, what about, do, do you have a plan for cultural markers around mm-hmm. the village to make sure that people can be educated? Do you have anything in your school district that educates people? Um, do you have anything like a general session that people can just come and learn about the Ho-Chunk Nation? And it's like, no, 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 we don't have these things. And so uh, they, I think, were willing to their credit to say, yeah, let's let's figure that out. And so Jesse Conaway's class really took things under their wing and they did a deep dive into like these eight different areas 
um, that resulted in these things that Kylie had talked about. And it's kind of hopefully a gift that keeps giving to them. But again, some of that was just planning. And now they're on to this, like, we want to do something tangible. We want to do action. And they've taken some action by adopting the... Um, the the land acknowledgement statement they've taken action by including the ho-chunk seal um on the uh, uh on their seal of the welcome to the only wanaki in the world mm-hmm. sign um and now they want to be doing this traveling exhibit because i think you know a, a story that i remember correct me if i'm wrong kylie was that i think there was some kind of basic exhibit up at the library and yeah yeah so we had a we have a place called history hall in our library it's mm-hmm. they we had a curator that changes it over every few months to a different exhibits. And she, as we had been kind of dreaming about doing this project before even starting it, um, the curator reached out and said she wanted to do something. But it was very, for lack of a better term, seemed very biased. Um, uh, okay. She wanted to put up a teepee. She wanted to oh, just put up some yeah. photographs. And oh, we okay. said, please yeah. hold. We are we're, we work really closely with the nation on some of this stuff, and we wanted to get input and see what we could do so that we made sure that what was represented in this exhibit in the village that we've been working hard to represent the Ho Chunk Nation right. so appropriately was done appropriately. Yeah, right. And right. So, this isn't a John Wayne movie. This exactly. is like yeah, <laughs> this is real people, yeah. real life. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was where we were like, okay now's the time to take action because we're not the only people thinking about doing an exhibit. Yeah. Um, so then we mm-hmm. we moved forward with the Wisconsin Humanities Grant. And I'll tell you, when we put that grant application in, we had no idea what we wanted to do. Yeah. I It was a, we want to do an exhibit. We're going to work with person A, B, and C to make sure that that exhibit is up to their standards. Mm-hmm. And then we'll know what the exhibit's actually going to be about. And I think the Wisconsin Humanities Council took that in the way that we hoped is that we're trying to do this right. Even though we don't have all the details of what we want to do, we know we want to do it right. Thank you both for doing it. And we're just about out of time here, but I want to, first of all, thank you for the work on this and also for being here and talking to us about it. When is this expected to open? Fingers (laughs) crossed, because I'll tell you, we've already extended our deadline once simply because... Like Kevin yeah. said, it well, takes what's time. Your target? What's Our your target target-ish? is to display an exhibit in Wanakee as of November 1st for Native American Heritage Month this year. Okay, terrific. And I just want to ask one more thing. When you're not working on all this kind of stuff, um, what do you uh, what do you do for fun? Do you have uh, hobbies, interests? Um, you know, what? I'm I'm super my work is is really my passion. Okay. Um, aside from having kids who play hockey that take up my entire life for six months out of the year. <laughs> I am super involved in our creative economy committee, uh, Create Wanakee. So that's been a lot of fun. We just launched a nonprofit, and that's been the coolest thing to work on over the last wow. five years. Wow. So, so Wanakee has a big, a great resource in you then. You're, you're doing a lot. Wanakee's doing All big right. things. All right. Good deal. Excellent. And how about you, Gavin? Uh, what, what do well, you, I, I feel like... Do I you don't have ha- free time? I don't have kids. Yeah. So therefore, <laughs> I do have some hobbies and some free time. Um, I'm a huge tennis player. I play in oh, local nice. tennis leagues. Uh, 4.0, 4.5 tennis player for anybody out there. That, wow, that terrific. Okay, um, yeah, cool, so I, cool. I really like tennis. Um, I love roller coasters. Um, I love travel. Um, nice. And I do a fair amount of meditation and like try to do some meditation retreats and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. Um, and I'm also like, I, I love politics. I'm kind of a politics junkie. Yeah. But part of the reason why I love local government, why I love working with local government is it's nonpartisan. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, of course, we're in a very polarized society right now. But yeah, I've noticed that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I think we've all kind of noticed that. 
But what, one of the things I love about local government is it's not partisan politics playing out. It's people who are at your grocery store. It's like, how do we figure this out together? Right. Yeah. Um, and you can't just vilify them for being on the right or the left or whatever. Um, this is about bringing people together. So that's another that's big terrific. passion of mine is yeah. trying to figure out. I mean, look, we're at the University of Wisconsin. We're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. That has been a contentious topic before. Yeah. Um, you you may remember what's going on with the legislature. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> you know, bit, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping that nobody from the legislature is listening to this and be like, darn it, that Gavin working on those diversity, equity, and inclusion yeah, things. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Because I think what I want them to hear is that we have people from communities, large and small, yeah. In red and blue areas coming go. and saying, we want to make our community more welcoming. Excellent. And that's a message to them because they realize that like, wow, if our communities aren't welcoming, we won't have a workforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if, if we can't tie it to that workforce issue. So anyway, that's a yeah. passion of mine is figuring out how to bridge the divide and heal the world. Terrific. Um, yeah. And, so, and if, and if any of, uh, if any of these people do get over, uh, over politicized about this, you can always, because you're a tennis player, you can always pull a John McEnroe and just walk up to them and say, you cannot be serious. You can't be serious, man. <laughs> Come on. Throw down my racket. Yeah. Yeah, right. Throw your racket down. <laughs> that's break right. it. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, man, that's, right. that's awesome. Gavin Luter, thank you so much. Uh, Managing Director of Universe City Alliance and Kylie West, Executive Assistant for the Village of Wanakee. Thank you both so much. This has been really, uh, really informative. Yeah, Thanks thank for you. inviting us. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the Badger Talks podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kylie West, Executive Assistant for the Village of Wanakee, and Gavin Luter, Managing Director at University Alliance. Please browse our previous episodes for other topics that may be of interest to you. The Badger Talks podcast is a creation of UW Connects and produced at Audio for the Arts Recording Studios in Madison, Wisconsin. Our music is composed by Julian Olson and performed by the UW Marching Band. I'm Buzz Kemper. Thank you for listening. <laughs>